Hello, welcome to Daniel Leon's Sports Cave. Welcome to my second part of this day in history about November 3rd and professional wrestling. Sorry I didn't have this covered last week so that I could talk about all these shows on the actual date of what I'm talking about. But I promise I'm going to do I'm going to do better in the future. As a matter of fact, I'm going to come right. I'm going to come right out right now and say that I'm going to look at at least two or three videos from now on, so that I don't have to do, so that I don't have to do two episodes, a two-part episode that is. <clears throat> so this one is from 2003 on Monday Night Raw with with um. Let me look back at the date of Survivor Series of that um, year so that I can say for sure how how long it was taking them or how long they had left to go to the pay-per-view. They had exactly one day under two weeks left to get ready for the next pay-per-view and the first match <clears throat> two teams that were representing Austin and Bischoff because <clears throat> if Bischoff's team beats the Austin's team he'd be fired and the forty months they had been doing the storyline where Steve Austin could not hit anybody unless he was physically provoked so so that has a compromise if he his team beat Bischoff's team he could go back to being like he used to be. So with thirteen days left, they did a tag team match help where the teams win would help build momentum to that match. And it was it was Chris Jericho and Christian representing Bischoff against Steve Austin's team members, Rob Van Dam and Booker T. Booker T and RVD lost whenever Chris Jericho pulled um, RVD down by his hair. Actually, it looked almost like a sling blade. Before, before anybody else, before you call it a sling blade, it looked like he did a version of it. Or <clears throat> instead of Doing like a twisting, he just pulled them from one from the left side and then the right, and he pulled them down. And then he covered him, hooked the leg closest to him while Christian held down the leg on the other side so he wouldn't kick out. And so after that, they showed in the back. Um, Steve Austin was really mad because he knew that they didn't vote well for him and. With 13 days to go. So when he walked out of his dressing room, so to speak, or office, because he was co-general general manager, so that could have been called his office. Steve Austin was interrupted by Jonathan Coachman, who was reading a magazine. And he had asked, he said to Steve, I've been giving some thought of what you offered me a couple of weeks ago about doing the post-match interview and he said 
He couldn't think of anybody better to do that than himself. Because, in my opinion, who, who knew Bischoff better at that moment than himself? And he said, are you, are you done? Then he said, gotta think about two things, son. Number one, if I win, I'm gonna kick your butt. And number two, if I lose and I'm mad, plus I don't have anything to lose, I'm gonna kick your butt. Then he asked him, if you are finished, I gotta do something I never thought I would do. So he took Coachman's magazine and he walked off. Just leaving us in suspense and those were one of the many uh, good, one of the many reasons why it was so fun to watch in those days outside of the, uh, the cursing and everything like that. So after he walked off, they showed Terry Ronalds interviewing Molly Holly about her match with um, Lita at Survivor Series when she puts the title on the line against Lita. And she said, when I, she said the way she felt about it was she was just sick and tired or just plain tired of hearing about Lita and overcoming her neck injury to come back and and uh, and be on the role that she's on to the point that she said she was as tired as tired as she was about hearing that she was actually more tired of hearing people like Terry trying to get a scoop like that and of a good of an inspirational story where she comes back and wins where she comes back in a moment of triumph to win the title and she asked her and I quote you'd love to see that wouldn't you and she interrupted Terry as Terry was answering and she said that's not going to happen but what she would do is give her a topic to interview later about and that is what it's like to get destroyed by her the women's champion and she started beating her up in the back where she slapped her and then she started hitting her and she threw her against um, something you roll around in the back that we always see I never see it open so I don't know what it's about but it was probably something for probably a case that they put equipment in for the camera people and then she brought her out to the front for the two the uh, entrance area and she body slammed her on that stage and she brought her in the ring to beat her up some more and that's when Lita's uh, music started to hit and she came out and Molly Holly jumped on the barricade to try and escape and Lita held her to stop her from escaping and she started hitting her with rights until Gal Kim came dressed in a jacket with a hood on it, and she hit her, hit Lita on her back with a wrench to help Molly. To end this segment, when they threw her in the ring, they didn't need to do more than just hit a double DDT to to make it look like Lita wasn't going to be ready for the pay-per-view. And then what Steve Austin never thought he'd have to do is ask Shawn Michaels for his help. And asked him if he'd be his last, be his last, um, last man on his team. And after a few minutes, 
he didn't understand that Steve was asking him to be a part of his team. So when he said, yes, I'm asking you for your help, he said, we don't mix. But to answer your question, yes, I'll be your your fifth man. As you gave him gave him a history lesson of how bad they're how bad they got along in the past. And uh, the next the next match was Batista with Ric Flair in his corner going against Maven. And he hit Batista hit Maven with a I think it was a right hand. And uh, I am taking extra look at this to make sure. It was a clothesline. That's what it was. It was a clothesline to to start to get him off to get him on the mat. Then he hit him with the Batista bomb for the victory. He was still brand new with this finisher, so he didn't sit down yet, or he forgot to sit down. So he just pushed him forward to finish the, the pin. Hmm. Then they showed how Mark Henry had assaulted John Michaels when he was trying to collect a bounty on a he had assaulted John Michaels to show it was was Bill Goldberg's taxi partner for that night assaulted him to try to give Goldberg an idea of what he's capable of so they showed this to explain why he was facing Shawn Michaels later on in the night hmm. then they show John Michaels retaliating to this the week before getting involved in his match and they showed the picture of these two men for their match later on in the night and Teddy Teddy Long was Mark Henry's manager at this time so they showed Teddy Long standing on the side of Mark Henry in the picture. Hmm. Then they show Kane cutting a promo on his ambulance match with Shane McMahon. And that old saying, be careful what you wish for, you might get it. And that's what he brought up in this promo. The reason he says that is because he was so sadistic and insane in his character that um, that's why he brought that up. Because if he really wanted a match like that with Kane, he was going to live to regret it. Now, I did watch... The um I did watch the match uh the Survivor Series pay per view from this year years ago on Netflix but I didn't see any of these episodes until now because of the network 
So it's very exciting. The next match was Garrison Cade and Mark Jandrek against the Dudley Boys. I don't know who the champion, tag team champions were. So that's what's interesting about seeing the entrance for this match. Okay, there were tag team champions. Now I remember. Yeah, I forgot they were champions. They won the tag team titles in a three-on-two handicap tag team table match. Um, and the pay-per-view in, I believe it was September that year. So, they went against um, Kane and Jindrak. Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. These, the, these two men were also representing... Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin. So this team was an this was another opportunity to gain momentum for Team Austin versus Team Bischoff. Bischoff, uh, Bischoff had Steiner. One of his men were Steiner, so he came out to to enter to um to distract them. And what a lot of people may not know is that she had actually managed the Dudleys when they were first in the WWF. So, uh, so that was what was really interesting about that was that they already had history with Stacy, and they were probably her friends. So that's so that also played al along in uh, in this story. So that's another reason this was great to see. And, of course, they lost the match because of that. And they were starting to wonder how, are we, the fans are starting to wonder, what was going to happen at their uh, match at the Survivor Series against Eric Bischoff's team. And I think, yeah, all th three of these men were together. Steiner, Jendrak, and Cade. So, Belarese was like, yeah, yeah, that was very smart, yeah, okay. Gonna get you the next time. Next scene was Bishop bringing down, walking in the hall with the contract for their match, for their five on five elimination match. Okay, this is, I'm gonna only be talking about this, about this show, and that's gonna be the last show. Be the last thing I talk about in this uh, in this episode.
So I think I think uh, Bischoff had four and Steve Austin had four until he named Shawn Michaels. So I think Bischoff right here informed everybody that Randy Orton was going to be his fifth man. And, uh, as I remember it, those were the last two men in the elimination match. So that's, that's what was really interesting about that. And obviously, there was a loophole that he could, that they wouldn't even need to have this match if he laid a hand on Bischoff. So he had a poll. He asked the audience if they thought it was worth risking his, uh, his job as co-general manager if he was to beat his, kick his butt right there. And of course, they all said, heck yeah. And, uh, he went so far as to say, say the second choice was to, uh, if you thought that he had, um, he had written all over his face to have, to uh, quote Dusty Rhodes, stop, stop a mud hole in him. Then not only give him a heck yeah or H E W hockey sticks yes, but also to um, put put up the middle fingers, and that is that's another example of how the language and all the other stuff Steve Austin did and said was not great, but not knowing what was going to happen next was what made it great and exciting. And he said that about twelve thousand people there. Put their did twelve thousand people put their fingers up, meaning meaning they wanted to see him um, stop a mud hole in Bischoff. Said he ain't been himself since he's had to 
refrain from hitting people that annoy him. So he said he will be see the real Stone Cold up close and personal. Then he said, said that that's the bottom line because he said so. And the next match was Rico with Miss Jackie against Lance Storm. And Rico was like, um, he was a lot like Golda's where he, uh, acted feminine and everything. And he lost to Lance Storm with, when Lance Storm hit the, uh, the half Boston Crab on him. Um, to be honest, I really don't know what the point of with Rico was outside of trying to get in, uh, trying to get a mental advantage over his opponents. But, let me just get, let me get to a point that I really like talking about when you look at these videos. They used to not only show clips of live of their live events but they would also show but they would also show previews of where they're going to in the coming weeks like they were going to go to Toledo Ohio where they went to Toledo Ohio and just all uh just those places like that just all just seeing that just always is exciting to see because you got to see what it you got to have a glimpse of what it was like to see it in in a person if you never did before and the next match was Trish Stratus and John Heidenreich against Stevie Richards and Victoria And I picked him up in almost like a gut wrench. Picked him up, put him on his shoulders, and then he slammed him for the win. So Jonathan Coachman took a microphone in the back and decided this time instead of just talking to him, he decided to interview Steve Austin just to just to know just to get more insight into what just happened in that contract signing. He said, how does it feel to know to, to have gotten punked out like he never had been before?
And he said he never saw anything like that. Because he got punked out by Batista, I think, two weeks before that. And then... Not just that, but he can't do anything about it. Because of the ruling by Stephanie McMahon. Said there is something you can do about it because in the main event he's going to be at ringside. That he, as the co-general manager, he's made himself a special guest enforcer. That way he can at least make sure he's got um, what we call momentum going into the next match because this is the final opportunity he has at building momentum. And he said that that he considers that anybody interfering as an act of physical provocation. So then he would be he would be within his rights of getting physical. And he said they have an open invitation if anybody wants mess with them. Lamp Biscuit uh, was the group that they were using the song for the um, in the Survivor Series theme. It was called Build a Bridge. Hmm. And um, They show a picture of Team Stone Cold against Team Bischoff. It just rem and it's also one of the advertisements for the pay-per-view is Xbox. And they also show how Triple H is going to have his rematch. Against Goldberg at Survivor Series. And this was in Dallas, Texas. I rem that's another thing I remember. They interviewed the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. And he got hit with a diamond with an RKO. And he decided to talk to Bischoff. Or when Bischoff decided to talk to him. And actually let him get in the ring. So that's another thing I remember. And then they... Show a picture um, promoting the women, the women's championship match between Lita and Molly Holly. And of course, the uh, ambulance match between Kane and Shane McMahon.
Then in the main event, John Michaels beat Mark Henry with his finisher. So next week I'm going to next week after watch the three episodes from November 10th I'm going to talk about them about the shows after watch them and I'm going to also start Monday Night Wars the Monday Night Wars series um, this Wednesday thank y'all oh before I finish let me let me finish my thought. I will be talking about Raw Clash Championship Wrestling, and I'll be talking about Raw and SmackDown also. Thank y'all, and goodbye.